This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. It's it's uh it's the October lull, as they say. We're feeling it this year. Um we're on top of the deer on cameras. We're on top of uh, the does for sure. I've seen more does this year by now than I have <laughs> any season. Um, a few small bucks, but it's been a struggle for us right now. So I hope there's someone out there that can relate to us. Uh, yeah. I've killed two on October 15th. That day has gone blown by, you mm. know what I mean? So this year we just um, – but we'll get into that. We haven't touched our private yet, though. Nope. So that could be half the – half the struggle right there um let's get into the people that make this possible and we'll get into this show it's just going to be us catching you guys up on what we got going on what our plans are for the remaining october and going into november and how we think we might be able to get on some bucks because we haven't been 
successful. Yeah, we're going out right after record right now, and <laughs> yeah. homie's going to shoot one, get the morale up a little bit, I hope. <laughs> we were just talking before the show, and we ain't going to see nothing. Yeah, so we got warm temps, shit wind. Yeah, it's... But you never know. It's a mess, yep. You just got to go. You just got to go and set in a damn tree. Uh, but let's get into the people that make it possible, and then we'll get into the show. So we finally get to let you guys know that the veteran VIP VIP has a product coming out that's going to be new for next year called the Combat Veteran. It's an upgraded veteran broadhead. Um, this is our first chance to let you guys know. We've known about it a while, but had to keep it on the back burner. Um, we're going to be hyping it up for the next few episodes. Um, this is it's unbelievable engineered broadhead. Um, I'm excited to to send it through some critters uh, and see how it does. Yeah. Uh, Matt just tediously got it done, and uh, I don't know exactly how many details, but there was a lot of struggles to get it in the specs that he wanted, and he accomplished that. So uh, I'm excited to see how they fly and say we're jacked see how to, they kill. to get them in hand and send it. So um, I'm sure when we'll be able to release, we'll have a lot more details of how they've been for us. But as of now, that's about all we can tell you. There's something new coming out for <laughs> VIP. It's going to be another broadhead. And just like everyone that he's ever invented, it's going to push the boundaries. It's going to be engineer an engineering feat because that's just how Matt and Cindy do stuff. Yep. So right, let's get into the VIP uh, veteran broadhead shout-out. This week's shout-out is Daniel Barnes. He was in the U.S. Army as a staff sergeant. He deployed twice to Iraq. And on his second deployment in 2006, while conducting a route clearance mission looking for IEDs and an Iraqi insurgent, fired an RPG at his vehicle and it hit his door. As a result, Daniel lost both his legs above the knee and is now in a wheelchair. Through all of that, Daniel is all about his family, which includes four sons, Toby, Jacob, twins, Gavin, and Henry and his wife, Gretchen. He now stays busy with everything from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts, youth groups, JROTC activities, camping, fishing, hunting, baseball, soccer, basketball, and relaxing at home. Being injured has not uh, stopped Daniel from his love and passion for the outdoors, whether it be camping or fishing or hunting. So, uh, Daniel, we appreciate your service. Um, I, we know that you're injured and are limited, but, uh, we are pumped up to hear that you are still passionate about the outdoors and, um, you know, doing what you're doing with the Boy Scouts. So we appreciate that. And, uh, Matt and Cindy do as well. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. That's a huge sacrifice that you made for me and my family. So utmost respect for you, um, way to keep living every day and, and showing the joy to your, to your kids and getting them in the outdoors, uh. That's memories that are going to be worth it in the long haul. Yeah. So, uh, let's get into uh, Ingram's outdoor accession. Um, season's end. There's bucks coming in up there. Uh, we had a listener reach out to us and shot his very first giant, real nice yeah. eight-pointer, and Ingram's going to get to mount that. So That's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet about that. Um, shout out Matthew on that. Uh, hopefully we he gets to come down here soon. We're going to meet him, show him the studio. He wants to see the studio and might hook him up with a few goodies while he's here. Going to um, try. Yeah, he said he's messaged us at 1030 the other night, said he was listening to the podcast, and he uh, just shot his first buck, and he wants to start a YouTube and trying to talk him through it. So hopefully be able to help him out, get him on the right track, and 
uh, get them into hunting and not some other stuff that might take them down the wrong, the wrong course in life. So I think that's what happened to me. Like when people were like hardcore partying or doing dumb stuff, I was too worried about chasing bucks when I was young. So, right. I, you know, I didn't play sports. So, because it interrupted my <laughs> basketball season was a total, yeah, it's a total interruption terrible. on deer season. So I was like, ah. So my sophomore, my freshman year after that, I was like, all right, I got this is messing my buck killing time <laughs> up. I got to quit this and start get my priorities straight yeah. here. So, uh, uh, let's get into ECW calls. Um, it's about time to get those grunt tubes out. We've been using them a little bit. I haven't grunted at any bucks this year because I haven't seen anything uh, worth grunting true, at. True. But uh, we we got them in the bag. Um, I'm not really big on vocalizations early unless I see something and I can kind of feel out his demeanor. But coming up the next few weeks, that is the grunt is like the most clutch tool. <laughs> I feel like in the bag, if you got a buck that's not one to come in, yeah, I've killed two off of just just a grunt. I just I, mean? I just think your instinct is the grunt first, you know. Yeah, well, that's like the the most. Um, respectful way to talk to a deer you know what i mean if you just rattle right off the bat he might be like okay i'm out of here you know yeah. but or if you snort wheeze you know he might be like oh i'm not doing that but that's where you start off that's where everybody starts off you yeah. know and with that it's got the it's a five tone so you can hit an estrus you could hit a doe bleed a buck you know a young buck old buck um kind of throw some variety at them i normally just keep buying on buck i'm not a big estrus caller yeah uh I'm not ripping the can call out there very much. Hey, you know I, I, mean? I've, yeah, I I've ripped it a couple yeah, times. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't had much success. Uh, nothing against those calls. You're I just, just haven't had much success with them, so I don't use them. Just throwing the kitchen sink at them, trying anything to yeah. com- commit, you know? Yeah, but uh, all your custom call needs, ECW has got you hooked up there. Um, you got Sitlock? Yeah, um, I got my closet, and that also come with a couple boot pucks that we had talked about. Um, I have... Definitely needed them uh, when we're packing in deep on public and uh, coming out with as warm as it's been this season so far. Um, you know, my feet are sweating and uh, really, really clogging up the boots there. So get them boot pucks in there. Man, dude, it's, it's really nice. Really nice. Something that, you know, it's not taking up a whole bunch of room in your bag. Yeah. So them boot pucks are coming in clutch. One thing I, one thing I did this year was... I found some super cheap rubbers because I was like, yep. I was like, all right. And they were nice. Like, I think they were like 12 bucks a piece. So I bought three sets because <laughs> I go through rubbers like crazy because I like to wear bird shed seeds and stuff. But put them in my basement and I just broke out the second pair. So I've just been throwing them in my ozone bag. I know it eats rubber, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, man, 12 bucks. Like, yeah. If I if it weakens it a little bit and cracks it, I'm cool. You know what I mean? But it's just trying to get some of the smell out. I don't do it every time, but at least every other time that we go hunting. Um, do they hold up pretty solid for yeah. being 12 bucks? Yeah, super nice. solid. Garden brand is what they are. I have my late season <laughs> nice hunting boots, you know what I mean? Yeah. But these are comfortable. Um, I'm a rubber boot guy wearer. I'm not you like are. Ingram, though. But, <laughs> like, I mean. He's always got big, huge, He's got bulky the huge, ones, giant dude. ones on. But, yeah, I mean. Uh, I I do like them. Uh, I like that. If there's any water, I don't even think about it. Like when we pulling cams, you know, and we had yeah, to cross yeah. that creek, you got soaked, and I, I was I was solid. I so you it. never know what you're gonna run into. But um, that's one thing I've been doing. I've just been throwing them in my bag, and I haven't seen any deterioration at all on any of the. Like the top is kind of that elastic, 
right. band. And I heard some people say, you know, one time I put it in there and it ruined it, but I haven't seen any. And I'm running that thing on like four or five cycles mm. is what I'm doing, like a 30-minute cycle. And then I run it like an hour and a half when I get home, two hours, and pull it up before I go to bed. So it's been running for a while. while. All right, let's get into the show. So what's the date? It is... 19th. The 19th today. We are about to go out. Um, it's 2.30 right now. Hopefully we can get in the stand by 3.30. Should yeah. be able to around yeah. then. Um, we're getting ready to go out and uh, try to make something happen. <laughs> uh, we're on the fence. We haven't hunted our private yet at all. There's bucks there. They're on cam. There's one that's repeatedly on cam. All the ones we got in velvet have came back. And last year, that buck that's been the most frequent was gone. After was I mean after mid October he was gone. Mm-hmm. And we had yeah. him velvet, and right after he shed velvet, and then like first cold front in October he rolled out. Yeah, so he's he's there. Got a lot of fresh scrapes opening up. We just went out, changed some batteries on the mobile and stuff, and did some stuff out there. We probably should go out there so I could flip that mobile around. And not get 200 pictures of grass a day. Mm. But uh, I didn't get that done today. I need to, at least tomorrow I'll go do that. But we set some cameras to video mode over some scrapes. We have never ran these cams on video mode, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully get some cool content there. Be able to get a good idea how they're coming into the scrape, how they're exiting the scrape. Um, I got one kind of where they're exiting the property on video. See kind of how how they're exiting, if they're coming in, what, what what time and how what angle are they coming in to figure out are they coming off the corn, are they coming off that draw, what they got going on. So um, we're still jacked. we got giant bucks on cam. But uh, I think this would be my eighth hunt or seventh hunt. Uh, I think you're eighth, my sixth. Yeah. So, I mean, we I put, I put quite a bit of staying time in. And uh, I'm, we're hunting a lot of places for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been walking in to timber. I've never even stepped footed in my one time my whole entire life and just packing in um, every filming gear, sticks, stand, everything that you need and finding a spot to set up and setting up. I took a doe early. Well, I can't remember what date Ooh, that was. Yeah, but that was early. I think the 8th. Yeah, I took a doe. I think that was my second or third time going out. Yeah, it would have been your um, third time. Yeah, and uh, took a doe, got that out of the way early. Um, I took, I processed myself, and I aged it, and that's something I haven't done a lot of, and that that is like a game changer, dude, since I got that big fridge outside and I can age them. 100% game changer, but got that out of the way. I'd like to get another doe. Um, I've I've had plenty of opportunities. I just hadn't want to pull the trigger in case something with uh with antlers come popping over the ridge right after and then i got two deer i got to get down because everywhere we're hunting it's no no vehicle access at all yeah so uh i think we're being pretty risky this year like we talked about we're doing a lot more um on edge things and i normally do nothing's panned out yet nope. but uh but i think if we were playing it safe it'd be even worse yeah um on public, man, we are we know where we need to be um, to kill. We've got that figured out. We know what the cams are reading, but it's just when we need to be there is what is the problem. We found a a huge three-way pinch where kind of two swampy pond areas meet in a big old overgrown pasture, and we hunted it last weekend. Yep. 
and every deer seen four deer and every deer came in bow range and every one of them did exactly what we thought they would so that was super nice for him to come in and work right where we wanted him to and they were all what 15 20 yard shots yeah 10 yard shots every one of them um that was a packing in the dark find a tree <laughs> i was like go to the tree that you planned on hanging in realize you can't hang in it and then you have to still find another spot we in I, the dark we kind of i kind of knew that about that spot i had it marked mm -hmm. but it's the, that's not what was our go-to plan no. but we pulled the cam and we're like okay two for sure shooters one mega one really nice solid buck back in here um i mean daylighting too early so yeah. you know he's bedding back there you know he feels safe um but we've seen we've seen a half rack buck spike buck and then three does, so we've seen two does. Two does. Yeah. Yeah, so and then one one was, oh, yeah, the spike came through the pinch, and the other ones came across the water pinch. So it was a yeah. spot where it's deep water, pinches down, and they're crossing right there right to us. Um, we had a doe come in real early while we were setting up. Yeah. Pretty much, like, the tree that we're in, we can get up pretty high in using some limbs and stuff, and... uh we were still kind of getting ready, and she looked right up at us, and homie turned around like, oh, crap, you know what I mean? Because we were running late. Like, we had already planned on going one area and then having to loop around. The reason we couldn't hunt the first stand, because it was in two foot of water, standing water, so it was like, <laughs> do you go out there and hang a stick, go for a swim, or right. what do you do? But when we had scouted it even earlier in the fall, um, or the first of fall, there was no water. It was dry. It was dry, yeah. There's deer tracks in it, you know? And we got a ton of rain, you know, the last couple of weeks and filled it all the way up. And that's one thing we were thinking about, like, that's stuff that you have to be able to adjust on. So having that second spot like we did was pretty key. We even had a third spot and a fourth spot. We're like, where well, we could do this, <laughs> we could do this. So um, we just walk around back there, basically. There's very limited trees. So we're like, can we get mm -hmm. in this tree? Okay, we can get in this tree. This is a potential spot. Might not be the right spot, but... If you're back that far, you got to hunt somewhere. And uh, we, I don't know about homie, but I just don't like hunting on the ground. I can't get over yeah. it. I like to be up in the stand. I mean, yeah, especially bow hunting. I mean, like all those deer that we would have seen that not, that day would have been five yards from us if we would have set up on the ground where we were talking. Up on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I don't <sighs> feel like, I feel like they would have spooked getting that close. Uh, there's not a lot of cover back there. Yeah. Uh, that you can shoot but yeah the, that's kind of the the public land update we're on a hot scrape just random ass trail cam pools like bucks in daylight here then gone for 15 days <laughs> and then they're back and then they're in daylight and then they're gone for 20 like it just i don't i don't get it man and then the scrape's hot there's like four or five bucks on it and then it goes another week and the one buck hit it in daylight for seven days you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, and there's really no rhyme or reason to any of it that, you know, we have found yet. You know, mm -hmm. we, we've looked at the temperatures, the wind, wind shift, um, just not finding anything to really make them do what they're doing. It's just random. Yeah, it's just random. Um, we pulled one cam out there and we thought this was a good area where they were coming back off the fields and we got, well, we get like 10 does. Almost every morning, does going through there, going the exact same direction. Which one? The uh, cottonwood 
Oh, tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so we know there. If we were to hunt in that area, the does are coming off that field, headed that way. If there's a buck behind them, that's how they're going to be working. Mm-hmm. So that was a good pool. No bucks on that. Cam, no though. bucks on that cam, and the one where they're daylighting's 150 yards away. Mm-hmm. So that just shows you that you can be just off that one cam. Yeah, that, a little bit. And, that cam's only showing you what it's looking at. Yeah, so we're running two cams on, uh, or two mobiles on our private, and uh, we're running them on the food plot and a hot scrape and the bucks are there they're just not daylighting they're not even close they're still in that october you know the jury say it all the time like 11 to 4 11 to 5 and that's what we're seeing we're seeing that early morning late 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 movement you know and uh we did have chaos at like seven twenty eight on a property um at night. at night so he was flirting with it there's nothing special about that night. No, not a temp drop. Nothing. It was cold. Was it? It, it was, was cold, cold that night. Because that was when I busted out in my late season suit. That morning you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we're like, shit. Do we go there? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it was cold. But uh, we got everything in place. The mobiles are running. I'm getting the intel on them, and that's kind of how we're doing the the private. Uh, we're just trying to stay off of it, and then going there first hunt. And, and just strike and kill. Um, that's kind of our tactics there. There's just so many options. Um, we can play with the wind so much on all the public places we got. We were counting the shooter bucks that we're chasing right now, and it's like 9 or 10 yeah. really solid shooter 140 to 170 class deer. You know what I mean? And, and with, with our private this year, it's the second year hunting it. First year, you know, we're just trying to learn it, learn how the deer are using it, make a game plan. Uh, we were obviously chasing Mr. Freeze last year, didn't hunt it there in the rut, and that's when it was really good. But um, we had hunted there in October a couple times, just trying to keep pressure off the lease. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year, I can say, since we haven't been on it, other than to pull cams and that's it, um, there's been there's a lot more shooters on there this year. Yeah. And they're staying around mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, I feel like when we hunted October... Like chaos was there, and then he left. Gone. There's a lot more buck sign there this year, I think, um, than there was last year at this time. Um, all them scrapes opening up up north up there. There wasn't all them scrapes, you know. Uh, I, by the I wonder if there lot. was a scrape on the creek draw, like there is this year. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if there was or not. I never really seen him on cam know, doing it last yeah. year, but you can see him on cam this yeah, year. I didn't know. I didn't know if. Uh, that's that scrape that you found up in the timber when you pulled cams uh-huh. that wasn't there. Nope. So there, there's but probably there's all them shit rubs back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everything's yeah. rubbed. And it was even last year we knew that there was old rubs right there, mm-hmm. and then they come in and hit hit Do some new ones. Yeah. So yeah. such a random property for bucks. Um, I don't know why one just don't live in there, but yeah. they don't. I they just cruise that. I think they're living in the fields. To be honest with you, just keep a tab on them does all the time because yep. you know them does are just gonna be right there. Yeah, they're just keeping every, a tab on them does. I mean, I get those does on the scrape all the time going in the same direction nocturnal <laughs> i'm like what are you girls doing out i know there? yeah but, even the does are nocturnal yeah just like, like there's not very many does even in daylight i mean we we're getting like a lot of year old bucks in in daylight um that seems like what we're getting and a few does button bucks but nothing really um major that is getting us excited to be able to like okay this is going to be our first time in it is a small property it's 38 acres um 
probably maybe 10 or 12 of its timber. I wouldn't even know yeah. if that much is timber. And yeah. the way we have our cam set up is able to kind of bread trail them to a point, you know, to see how they're mm-hmm. really coming through. And we haven't really even seen that, you know. No, it's like they're just popping in and popping out. Like our, we need to get a cam like on that west side, on the south, on the field edge, or in that timber right there to see if they're hitting that um, down in the timber on the south now. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're hitting that, and then if they're coming by the scrape tree, or how they're, they're snaking through the, the other yeah. side and using the creek. Yeah, uh, that's something that you know we need a year actually hunting it hard like during the rut and we'll figure out a little yeah. bit more how they're using it. But we just got so many opportunities on public right now that I, I think we're doing the right thing and I hope we're doing the right thing. But I feel like with all the cams out there in the strategic areas that they are, I'm not saying that we're with hundred percent that nothing's daylighted on that property. That's killable, but pretty damn sure yeah, nothing's. So you're, I think we're lit. We're, we're putting our, a lot of eggs in the basket on cams, which could be wrong. We could, kick herself in the ass in a month, you know, and uh, be like, well, they've been in here all the time. But I feel like... But even if they have been in there, then... Yeah, I mean, there's no pressure. Yeah. So you know that they're there. But um, if you go in there and they're not there and you're leaving a bunch of sin everywhere, then mm-hmm. they ain't going to be there. I think in 10 days, yeah, we'll be there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even eight, eight-ish days, that's when we'll start. It won't. It's not going to be peak rut. It's going to be that pre-rut when the bucks that are in that area are checking for does we know there's a doe family on the north we know there's a doe family kind of in that creek bottom that comes in every every night we know where they're at so we just hunt them but we haven't spooked any does on that place we haven't done anything every time we pull cams we drive in there um you pulled cams and then three hours later there was a giant buck hitting the scrape right and literally went right by where he had to cross where i drove yeah and that was literally the closest he's been to daylight this year Mm -hmm. yeah so that I feel like it, if you drive in there like that, it's just like a combine. Or, Pop out four yards, pull yeah. the card, hop back in. Yeah, and we got our cam set up kind of like that. We got one cam that we what we thought was embedding. It was a mobile cam, and we ran it for uh, two long, months. Yeah, and we got them in velvet, and then after that, it was pretty, pretty dead. Um, yeah, that's something that we should maybe go pull here next week and see what it looks like. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of our update for there. Because I made a scrape back there too. Did see you? if see if they hit that. Yeah, they could be back there hitting that. That's that's a really good rut setup. How I set it up, I think. Um, we just don't feel confident in killing early season there. There's nothing that gets them up. We don't have a huge like clover field or something to pull them in. Um, we got beans and oats and uh, wheat, but they're they're not utilizing it in daylight. Yeah. You know. So and I mean it's all surrounded by corn right now. Yeah, it's all There's surrounded only one by other corn. Ag bean field. Yeah, and no no one's picked anything around there. Yeah. They're getting That's close whole, though. Yeah. The, on the, the across the road, not that direct field, but the one that joins it, mm-hmm. it's picked. Nice. So that corn's gone. Yeah. Hopefully that pushes some off of that little west piece that yeah. we think they're living right. in. We get deer just come out of nowhere on cam. We're like, <laughs> where does this? Where has he been? He just had to come out of the corn and just yeah running, but um. We're not giving up yet by any means. We uh, There's a lot of season left. We got both of our rut vacations coming up. We got our Missouri trip coming up. Um, like I said, we're on so many bucks. I don't want to say that we're going to get it done, but we're going to get the opportunity soon. It's just a matter of time. We got to keep going out. We got to keep hunting. I will say this, though. I've never in my life 
of hunting put in more work by this time than we have right now. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's it, like the the drive of, I mean, eight eight hunts, and I haven't walked to a stand and hunted one time. I yeah. went in, packed in a stand, hung a stand, took a stand down, packed it out every hunt. And that's what I did. I did eight total all last year, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're talking the 19th of October and I've done eight already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, remember I said I wanted to double that this year. I think I want to quadruple that when it comes late season out on the suburban, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But, uh, can you, you can leave, can you leave one up out there? Leave three. Leave three. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the it's sm- just not knowing, like having no intel out there. Yeah. You just don't want to yeah, throw so stand my, up. So my suburban piece, this is my first year out there. We were, I got on it pretty late. Um, I think it was like I did my, you had to shoot to qualify. I did that like four days before season. Yeah, like, was- I mean, it was right, <laughs> it was right there. So um, we were too busy trying to cover a lot of public ground and uh David Weaver balling on a budget, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, we only got so many cams, right? And you want your cams on private, um, and then we want cams on public, but you can't cover – we don't have enough cams, right? That's yeah, that's, that's one thing we don't have. God. And um, we even bought a – I even bought a couple more. Just putting the money – investing the money to let them soak all year is what needs to be done at the Suburban. Then I would know. But literally what I'm doing, it's like – Picking an area, walking in there, looking for sign, looking where I think deer will be, and hanging and hunting. And the first hunt on that property, never been on it before, walked in, seen four does, killed one. Second hunt, I went out there, walked in, thought I was in the right area, got permission from a homeowner out there to access through his property to get to a certain spot that I wanted to look at that looked good, ended up being shit, walked all the way through half the stuff that you're allowed to hunt um got to like three ridges deep where you got to go down and up down and up and i'm like this is where i want to hunt and seen 13 deer nine within shooting range you know what i mean second hunt out there so i'm doing the right things out there i think it's just i don't know i mean i don't know where the bucks are you know what i mean well it's just so, like could be on the you know just like the private like they just ain't there or they're yeah. just nocturnal as hell and they're just holding tight mm-hmm. and like if we didn't have cams on the private and say we're hunting there we yeah, think we'd yeah. be like yeah, oh, there's no we, deer here if we had no cams on private and hunting we'd be like there's no shooter bucks here yeah so that just goes to show you how close you can be to those bucks and i mean 728 you're talking 30 minutes after shooting light, yep. you know, good shooting light. Um, so he's 30 minutes from an ag and being on an ag field, you know what I mean? So he'd already walked through three quarters of the property to get there where we think he was potentially bedding. Uh, but I mean, he could have been bedding in that corner in that grass. You really never know. That's yeah. one bad thing about our piece is it's a lot of CRP grass and we burn it 12 acres last year and it's like eight D- foot dude, tall. That shit is eight foot tall. Yeah. So, a it's deer taller could, than my truck. A deer could literally bed anywhere. So we feel like if we go out there and hunt, the chances of bumping a deer are high because you like I'm we're huge on access, but you just can't access it. Perfect. You mm-hmm. just that down the road that we created is pretty much the best way to access it, I think. I was thinking when we hunted that stand right there, the new one we put up, mm-hmm. if we went up to that north cornfield and walked the yeah, north. That's, that's what I would get and then get in that creek, walk yeah. the creek. Right, sneak up the backside, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what we're. That's the same thing I was thinking. 
Um, you know, west or southwest wind is perfect to get in there. If that paint, that corn's standing, it'd be even better. But yeah, anything that's better than that grass, because like I said, when I hunted that east side or the west side on that east wind, I seen what ten or fifteen deer, and they were literally just standing up out of nowhere out of the grass, and I'm like, well, there's a buck right there. But yeah, and you could see the whole property. Yeah, I could see eighty five percent of it. You know what I mean? Where yeah. I was at and seen a ton of deer but <laughs> i don't know how you got in that tree willpower man <laughs> Jeez. just can we both get in there is it there's because yeah. there's another little one there yeah in there? yeah we can both nice. get in there we need to splurge make something crazy happen but that's what we're about to do right now on public um we got to talk it's supposed to rain um i don't know if we're gonna go balls deep and deep or we're gonna play it safe on the edge and try to get another doe down or what we're going to do but uh, homie hasn't even had the opportunity to, to shoot a doe no nope. or you, well, you've yeah, had opportunities yeah. to shoot but we've I just did. been so deep I did, you've had yeah. a lot of opportunities to shoot but i had a fat doe yeah. you know at eight yards but uh you're just so it's deep just it's just not deep. worth it yeah yeah there's no way like if you we shoot a dying just walking out with our, <laughs> with our shit yeah. <laughs> so but. you know i mean getting a buck out definitely be worth it but Man, getting a doe out, I mean, you're just like, got all year to get a doe down, mm-hmm. you know. And I kind of told myself, like, because I've never shot a deer before, October 17th or 14th, I can't remember. And, um, like, that was one of my goals was kind of, you know, to get get one down, like, super early. Kind of like you, just go in there, boom, done, see mm-hmm. ya. Um, didn't happen, but um, I'm going to really restrain myself from, you know, maybe in a week and a half maybe two weeks, like, you know, maybe just before Halloween, um, through the rut to not, um, kill a doe and just hold off and just keep it, you know, try to keep it extra fresh. Um, if we're on the private, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, take it up late season, That's but late that season on the ha- private, yeah. it, it wasn't very good last year as far as the cams were. Mm-hmm. I think that heavy snow just flattened yeah. it and they moved out, but that's something that the private don't have. There's not a huge deer density there, I don't believe. But a, d- a few does could definitely be taken off. And oh, yeah. Cause shotgun season is a prime time to do it. Some magnum does off that. Yeah. Drop a couple good does and get the freezers filled up, plumb full. I'm, I know we won't have a problem doing that this year. We know where they're at. It's just mm-hmm. our, our mind's on antlers now. And uh, if a doe gives us a good opportunity and we're in a good area, we'll take it. But... It's just like where we're, I mean, people say they go deep and we're not as deep. We're not like three miles deep, like no. people say, you know no. what I mean? But we're about a mile, but just the access is terrible. It's absolutely terrible to get to. Um, like I'm probably in the best shape of my adult life and it's kicking my ass, you know? Yeah. yeah I get to the top of that hill and I'm like, I'm not going elk hunting ever in my life. No, yeah. I was like, how many times <laughs> do you say that die. crawling out of there? Like, yeah. we're never going to be able to go elk hunting. No. Ever. Never. But I don't, we haven't weighed our packs, but they got to be 50, 60 pounds yeah, with all mine the camera was, gear. And, mine was like 48 when I yeah. weighed. Just so much, man. You got to take in there and try to get was, this on film. But we have been getting a lot of cool film, a lot of good B roll, and a lot of good encounters. But like I said, it's just nothing with the potential for. We haven't even seen a shooter buck yet. No. So, nope. But we know they're out there. We We've just, only had one, well, two, two in daylight on cam. Yeah, two shooter bucks in daylight on cam. And Maybe if we want to shoot that other one on that scrape. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's was that wicked one. Was he daylight back there? No, no, it was not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was, he was, it was not like dark. eleven o'clock. Jeez, dark brutal. thirty, brutal out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope we hope the listeners. Uh, I mean, if you guys have got it done already, props to you. This is just a time that, like, we hunt, we hunt hard, but we're just not very good. At it. We yeah, we, we just we say it all the time. We're not smart enough to go in and kill a deer and just nail it. Like there's been a few times in my life where I went in there like, okay, I know this buck's in here. I got a good cold front. The neighbor's picking corn or whatever. I'm going in and I, I'm going to kill. And then you kill. But if I added up the amount of times that I had a plan like that and then it coming to fruition this time of the year, right? really low percentage. You know what I mean? Well, see, and, and with us not having the lease this year, like the properties we do have don't have like the the oaks you know mm-hmm. we don't have that that good acorn drop going on where we're hunting so um i think that's that's one thing the suburban factor. piece has is yeah. oaks and then it's too much to choose from that's another thing i want to talk about too is you know with going um hunting public more this year and my first year doing it um there's a there's almost too many options you know mm-hmm. just like just like after we wrap this up you know we're going to have a conversation about what we're doing and you can all you can do anything you want to do you know what i'm saying like don't matter the wind there's always a scenario out there on public that multiple scenarios mm-hmm. on multiple winds that you can go out there and hunt and hunt smart and it's almost like I mean it's it's a headache to a point, but you know like on the lease we know east wind you ain't you ain't going out there mm-hmm. you're just gonna have to sit at home you know or go to public, um, so yeah that's uh, something that is a different factor into to how I'm strategizing where and and how to hunt this year. Just like when we wrote that blog, I, I you know I put that as a positive, like there's so many options, but like you said it is a negative because. You second guess yourself. Yeah, you're like, you know, I've had success here, and this is our, this is like our first year. Like, I've bounced around out there and got on some bucks. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. this is our first year. Like, I scouted it hardcore. We're pounding it hardcore. Like I said, we're on them. It's just a matter of time as we're not there when they're daylighting. You right. know what I mean? And they're daylighting two bucks, you know, in 19 days, and it's just sporadic, you know. Um, but you can see, like right now. Tonight's hunt is going to be, they're calling for like three hours of rain starting at like four, five, and six, and then, you know, tapering off. So right right as, you know, the magical last half hour comes in, the rain's going to be stopping. So, like, one thing I love doing is is hunting by a scrape or on the way to a scrape with that rain at this time period, you know. It might be just a hair early for it, but somewhere within this next week, like, that's, I mm-hmm. love that. And... You know, well, all the buck we got, we got, on, we got lead, some, on the private. <laughs> I know, yeah, we got bucks hitting it on cam on the private, and I don't think I don't think we're gonna go there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's up to you. Like I said, I've kind of took the, I'm trying to keep the back burner. I got a doe down, trying to get homey. Uh, I'd really like you to kill early and then take the pressure yeah. off, and then we could bounce back and forth. But that's another thing that we've been doing. It's limiting us. We're filming together. We're two yeah. guys hunting the same tree every time we go out. Uh, you know, I mean, and uh, instead of 
you know, well, you go hunt this, I'm going to go hunt this. Yeah, like cover. 500 yards. You know, yeah. you hunt here on this scrape, I'm going to go down 500 yards, sit on the field edge. Yeah. And, you know. You could cover a lot more ground. Or you you go in crushing deep, I'll do an observation set and right. see if anything else is coming in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we did an observation set on, like, the second night we went hunting. Mm-hmm. And we seen one deer at, like, 400 yards for literally 1.2 seconds. Yeah. And then he took off, takes off out of nowhere. We had coyote go right into where they were bedding. Yeah. Literally right when we're hanging stand, coyote comes in. He, oh. Deer blowing. Maybe that's why he come out because he was about right there where that coyote was standing forever. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he, maybe yeah. he got that. But yeah, so like we just did ob- observation set really, and somebody else could have been doing something else. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But we could have. One guy could have cr- went to that other corner that we're trying to decide which one to go to. Yeah, yeah, we could have went there because that that's kind of a, a new lot, spot. You know? Yeah, when you're when you're hunting together and you're hunting so many different properties, so many new areas. Like we're hunting trees had never been hunted before you know we can you can tell you know and it's just and it's places we've never been and uh it's tough walking in there and finding out just like we say on i don't know how many podcasts as people say well you could go here and i could kill a buck the first week you know for us to kill what we want to kill right we need we need a season we need a season to fill it out that's what i think i need a season like okay this was dumb we're never doing that again (laughs) you know i mean um this was right, but we need to tweak it a little bit. And this is this is what you need to do at this time period. And you're no, you know, and yeah. then you're running trail cams out there, um, a year packing in, getting better at that. But that's one thing we can cover. Um, our first couple hunts, a little slow hanging. Um, we've I've packed in a little bit, uh, but I've never hung two two stands with two guys. But that, our system's getting way better now. I think the camera guy needs to be the first guy to hang and stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he can start getting the shit ready because mm-hmm. I like you'll be done ten minutes and I'm just like getting the camera arm on, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's one thing we need to change is because d- we've been cause, doing it where the hunter packs the sticks, the hunter yeah, hangs. Right. Because I mean the camera gear weighs obviously a little bit more than the sticks, mm-hmm. and uh, so like if you're hunting, you're gonna be the one hanging because it's your hunt, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna be out there doing a little bit more work. So I think once you get once the hunter gets the sticks up, then the camera guy needs to be the first one up so he can start getting, you know, shit out of his bag and getting set up. Because yeah. it's way longer than you just pulling your bow up, knocking the only, an arrow. Thing, and, the only thing nice about having the hunter up there is I can throw the strap to you to get the tree arm on, you know, yeah. do stuff like that. You already got a bow hook. If you need to hold something for me, I can say, hey, man, hold this real quick. Right. So I think we, the system we got works good. Okay. Um, I, I know that you have gotten a lot better hanging the stands yeah, from, yeah, from dude, the first time. So to, not to having a, a lone wolf set until this year, and, like, that's a pretty slick setup. Like, it is totally worth the 450 yeah. bucks or whatever I paid for it. Like, that is real nice. You don't have to put anything together. It's yeah. all quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys are on the fence about getting a lone wolf set, like, get The way it. we took it is, like, once you buy one, you got it for like ten years because yeah. you're not leaving it in the woods. No. So you got to think about how much, how many days has that thing actually been in the woods compared to a stand that you leave and hang. Mm-hmm. So ten years of a lone wolf is like one year on a big game. You know what I mean? Just yeah. been hanging out there all year that you never took down. Yep. Um, I mean, you got to hunt 365 times out of a lone wolf compared to one year of a tree stand setting out there, like, on the private. Yeah. So that thing could last 25 years, and it's one time. You buy it one time, yeah. and it's 
you're done. And then, I mean, you like, it's not even that big of a deal to like hang. No. You know, I mean, it's super easy. Uh, it's pretty quick. Would we, we, so let's say we walked what, maybe 300 yards to from when, the truck to the tree? When we went in that on that short hunt, uh-huh. I was in my stand in eight minutes. So my sticks were up. I was set in my tree stand in eight minutes. So I think from the truck to being in the tree, it was 20 minutes total with yeah. a 350, 400 yard walk. Yeah. So, so um, I, I'm really impressed with that, uh, about the ease of use and, uh, you know, just the functionality of it. We're taking a ratchet strap, putting it on the seat to the base of the platform and uh, putting our book bags on there with another ratchet strap. So then that's also um, like a, a bulletproof plan. If you find a big tree that you want to get in, you have two ratchet straps to get your bottom sticks yeah, we've around the tree because we ran times. into that issue too. I actually had to use two ratchet straps to get on the base <laughs> of one tree, though I killed, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So you also have them extra straps that, you know, if the, if the lone wolf straps aren't long enough, then you have those. I know that I, they sell longer straps, but that's one thing, like, unless you pull your straps off, that's the only thing that I have with lone wolf. You, like, you just have to wrap them up. Yep. With a ratchet strap, you can get that thing tight and ratchet it, and you know it's not going to be flapping around. When you wrap it up and cinch it, it with that cam lock without it being able to pull down on something, it doesn't seem to get tight, you know what I mean? So Are you talking just like walking around with a stick? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you always gotta like untangle it or un- unravel it and Yeah. But uh I really like the system. It's uh if you're gonna take pack and hunt seriously, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. And literally if we there's no physical way that we can hunt public the way we are right now without them. If or we had, the, or yeah. the lock and walk. Oh yeah, the lock and walk is so incredibly solid. Um, that's that's a product that we found. We heard really good things about, and uh, that's why we had them on. We had them on like just we knew how much of a game changer it was going to be compared to what I was using before because yeah. I had the Lone Wolf last year, and uh, there's just no comparison to being able to carry that stuff on your hips, on your shoulders. You can adjust that thing so much. Um, and it's quiet. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. Like, it, I, if if that wasn't on there, the, if I had them cheap-ass muddy straps I had last year, there's no way. We might make it across that clover field. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it would just be like, oh, we're just hanging right here. Yeah. <laughs> we we even threw our stuff on a cart and maybe thought that would be easier oh, and carted no. it back. It's easier to carry it on your back yeah. with a lock and walk than throwing it on a cart and wheeling it in. If yep. you're going through any tall grass, it gets pretty cumbersome, <laughs> but... Um, what was that? That was only like four or five inch tall grass, you know, just yeah. enough to like cover your toes. And mm-hmm. man, that was brutal. Yeah, those wheels are short on that deer cart. They're fat and short. Yeah. And, but I mean, it's like a quarter mile across <laughs> the grass field. <laughs> right. So you're like, dang, you know. But uphill. Don't, yeah, that yeah, hill's deceiving. That hill's deceiving. <laughs> when you're going uphill the whole way and then you drop down in the Grand Canyon and oh. come up the other side. It wouldn't be bad if it was open, but you have to like dodge, you're dodging trees. Yeah. You got sticks on your back and when we well when we come out next time like we're gonna try to mark it somehow yeah going in, in the dark is just brutal oh. going out in the dark is gonna be brutal getting a buck out of there is gonna be epic brutal but it's gonna be it's gonna be a story yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be cool when we're, we need to find somebody who can run a camera for us yeah when, when we're we do 50 that. i don't think we'll be going back there <laughs> <laughs> we're no. like, nope, ain't worth it. I'm but. gonna hunt right on that rub right yeah. there off the gravel road. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna do too. <laughs> this looks good, but uh, yeah. So, do you want to break down our 
rep vacations on this one or what yeah do you think? so um i'm gonna start my vacation i still have well i have one week of vacation and i have four days i can take whenever i used one when i went to oklahoma this spring uh so i'll be starting my vacation on november 9th and i'll be going back to work on the 25th so i'm probably just going to take that 11th that's my day i don't have that'd be my oklahoma turkey hunt that i burned up uh i'm just either gonna have the boss tell me it's okay to not go in or call in sick or yeah we'll figure something out yeah i'm gonna be off the 9th to the 19th 9th through the 19th yep and then uh you'll be off that 22nd yeah the 22nd. so going to missouri on the 15th mm-hmm. uh opening rifle we'll probably hunt here that morning and then depending on how good that is because last year that was that was the day yeah. You, you know, it was on the ninth last year, and that was the day. You mm-hmm. seen two shooters in the morning. I seen two, maybe three that night in the same area. So, I mean, if it's that good in the morning again, wherever we're at, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's the that's the scoop there. Yeah. So so the ninth through the fifteenth will be all day sets. It's a major pack in all day sets on public gonna be hit that's when we're just gonna start piss pounding the lease um mm-hmm. the the private it's we call yeah. it the lease but we don't lease it it's like <laughs> just it's private just, yeah we had the lease private, before yeah. you know but um but we'll be on it hardcore hunting it um gosh man that's only like three weeks away dude yeah i know it's gonna be brutal and then we'll load up the 15th do the 300 mile trick all day hunt 16th all day hunt 17th possibly hunt 18th morning if we that, that's a seven day season down there, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's yeah. crazy. And then uh, come back the 18th, and then I'll be going to work the 19th. And then homie has the whole next whole rest of the week. Yep, the 20th, 21st, 22nd. I got to fit in a uh, DOT physical, so I might take that day off before. You might want to take that day after. You might want to take that day, that 19th that Monday off. off? No, when, I already have the 19th off. Oh, for a DOT physical. No, oh. I, no, I already had the 19th off for schedule. Oh, nice, yeah. So, because I don't come back to work till the 25th. Yeah. So I might take the 27th off right before Thanksgiving Ooh, as nice. a DOT. Yeah. So I'd only come back to work for two days and yeah. then have another five days, Dun. five days off. Yeah. So that's our outlook now. We got a lot of time to try to, to get some inches on the ground. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be challenging. Um, last year did five all-day sets in that period and then drove down to Missouri. What I only yeah. had four I had three days off and then Missouri. So I'm taking one, two, three, be ten days or nine days of straight hunting. So hopefully we can get something done. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the publics we get kicked off of for goose season um, around that time period, so that one will be out. Um, I'm – don't know about the urban out there. We'll see how that flies, but I know late season that's going to be my my main go to. And uh, there's a lot of does out there, man. I'll be able to fill the freezer. Yeah, right. you might pretty, have to fill mine. <laughs> pretty pretty easy. So but that's kind of our outlook on the rut. Um, we got chaos is there. We have one pitcher that we think might be Mister Maybe the buck that got shot last year by yeah. the neighbor. Um, if it is him, he put on a lot of inches. Um, a lot of mass too. We got that wide, short time ten. Um, this uh, so many bucks. It's insane how many bucks that we're on. Yeah, and we know where they're living or the area that they're in. It's just getting them to come out in daylight with us in the area. Yeah, but I think it just goes down. It's early. 
we're not good enough, um, and we're not brave enough to push in on those beds just tighter than hell and bump them. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't have that option on the private. They're they're not betting there. We know that. You know what I mean? We know the does are betting there, but mm-hmm. we know the bucks aren't. So on the public, we just, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to find those genuine buck beds because we've been scouting for sign. Yeah, it it's is. just not there, man. Where at? At public. Oh, yeah. There's way there. more. I was say, there's a ton of sign at the private. Yeah, there's way more sign at the private than there is way on the more. public. But like what I say, we know most of that's been made at night. That's what the mobiles are telling us. That's what every other cam we pull. Yeah, I would say even the pull. If we got one buck on any cam on daylight, I'd be like, okay, we can go try it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, I mean, what do we got out there? Seven cams? <clears throat> six. We got six cams mm-hmm. and not a buck in daylight. No. So I feel like I'm not saying one hasn't daylighted there, but I feel like Chaos did that day. He was at yeah, 7. I know, I know he did daylight that day, but I mean, unless he just hauled ass right we up need there. The next cold front, we need to go in on him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it's it's getting time. Yeah, it's getting well, time. shit, the next cold front will be next weekend. Yeah, or I mean, at least not be 65. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so, all right, guys, well, we're gonna get off here and uh, get to the woods and uh, see if we can get something down. Hopefully. Um, yeah. One thing I want to touch on is we're really trying to step up our game on our blogs, um, you know, get getting some traffic to the website, um, covering some different things, covering uh, some different tactics too, um, and then also doing a, a hunter profile here and there. So Also, if you guys want to keep up on our public kind of day-to-day with yeah, a little yeah, more detail, a little hints on what bucks we're actually chasing, maybe some pictures floating around. Um you can find it there. We're doing a public land journal weekly update on there, um, and uh, we've been getting a lot of a lot of traction on there. A lot of people going to the website. So, so if you just want to read about all the bullshit we just told you, you can go to the website. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> a little more detail, some pics, and uh, kind of some more insight on it. actual hunt to hunt to hunt. What's yeah. going on? What we'll see and and uh, kind of our tactics. Why we're going to a certain area. Um, but yeah, I mean, over a thousand thousand visitors on the website i mean that's we're blown away so we can't thank you guys enough we know we know a lot of the listeners are going there and checking it out some people just like to read man it yeah blows i mean me away. some people just absorb it or you know mm-hmm. it, you take this 55 minute podcast and you can compress it down into a five minute read mm-hmm. and, be like, and then you get to see what the hell deer we're talking about yeah, so so yeah that's a good shout out uh, we've been putting a lot of work in that uh if uh if you guys haven't Leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. We'd appreciate that. Um, we know there's a lot of listeners that have been reaching out to us. I don't know if it's just because seasons come in or what the deal is, but we appreciate everyone that's reached out to us, made that connection. We love that. Um, starting a lot of friendships, a lot of places. Got a lot of wait, but I'm waiting for a lot of texts, man. <laughs> that you know messages. Oh, I got a buck down, and uh, we get a lot of messages of just random guys like, you know, I shot this buck last night. I'm like, yeah. that's I love that stuff. And I then do. I try to go into the story, you know, how'd you get it done? Because you're better than I can. I am, and I can't get it done out here. So, but all right, we're gonna we're gonna load up our stuff here and make a plan on where we're going and go in and get rained on for three hours and not see anything. So, um, get out there, leave a legacy, and white till legacy's out. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.